the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good afternoon. Uh, Welcome to Woodswater, South Carolina. I am flying solo today. Had a weird feeling. I mean, I, I did started the show in 2014 and did it up through 2018 you know by myself although you know guests are different question different issue altogether but but uh, for all those years I did it by myself and and then Taylor decided she wanted to be a part of it and now it's hard for me to do it without her <laughs> it's I mean, it's just it's so much I, it's so much fun for me to have her here and do a show with her and I'm sure it's it's fun for y'all out there listening to, you know, don't have to listen to me drone on the whole time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she, uh, second week of school, just, you know, trying to get in that, trying to get in the groove and uh, testing is, test startup for the end of this past week and going into the next week and all. And she just, and, and with Taylor, she's better off if she just studies. You know, just focuses and just studies. I mean, I was, I wasn't a great student, um, so I could take it or leave it. It doesn't come easy for her, uh, although she is, you know, she's a good student. Uh, it, she has to work at it, and and when she's focused like she is on this, it, it'll happen. It's it's just a matter of getting her feet under, trying to figure out what certain professors want, what they don't want, how the test. Draw on what they've gone over in class, or if it's a lot of you know what they've done outside of class and all that. So gave her the week off, told her just to go study, and uh, there's plenty more of these shows ahead of her in her future if she so desires to to stay with it. And I hope she does. And we have a good time doing it. And I hope y'all have a good time listening. It is, uh, man, I tell you, it's uh, it's end of August. Can you believe that already? This year is just—it's just gone. It is—it goes faster and faster every year. It seems like, but next Saturday is the opening day of dove season. And if you're—if you're from the South and you grew up, you know, on a farm or in a hunting family or something, or had uncles that hunted or cousins that hunted or whatever, you know, opening day of dove season is kind of—and in certain parts of the country they have opening day of fishing season. Well, fishing is year-round around here. I mean, trout season. You may have a you know a catch and release only or a hatchery delayed harvest area or a you know and then it opens up and so like but it's not near as big a deal as opening day hunting season and for for a lot of hunters I have to step back and say for, for a lot of non low country hunters uh, this is the opening day of the season is dove season now they the low country started deer hunting on the fifteenth oh. And let me tell you what, when people start posting pictures of big rattlesnakes and a big copperheads and that sort of thing, and I, I get down on my knee and I thank you, Lord, for letting me grow up in the upstate. 
Uh, I don't want any part of, of those two when I'm out deer hunting in the woods. When I'm in the woods deer hunting, I want to be able to enjoy walking and looking and stalking and stuff. I don't have to worry about what I have to, might step on uh, that I'm not paying attention to. But, uh, yeah, dove season here, and it's, it is, it's just, it's just one of those, uh, one of the, it, it will always be. And I guess it's because it's part of who we are or who I am. It's, it's gonna be for the rest of my life. It's just, I, I can't sleep the night before. I'm just as giddy as a five year old kid before Christmas. I just, and this year's gonna be fun because I've got my, my, uh, my light 20, my Browning A5, I got it fixed finally after two years. Um, I, and if you need, if you need a gunsmith, I mean a really good one, I have one for you. Um, and Little Mountain, South Carolina does a great job. Uh, gun works flawlessly. All it was was the, uh, the shell, uh, you have two on a, on the bolt of a shotgun or whatever, you have two, little thumbs or opposable fingers or whatever that grab the rim on the shell and hold it as it goes into the mat chamber and then when it pulls out it kicks the shell out and the backside a uh, little thumb had broken off and got that fixed and now we're ready to go this is going to be a good one can't wait i know taylor's excited that's why she's studying hard and all that because next week we're going to dove hunt probably saturday and monday get away with that gonna do some work on it you're gonna try to burn a little bit Never have burned my dove field before, but I think I'm going to burn part of it. Uh, burning, you know, doves have weak ankles, so burning gives them a very, very uh, safe area to land in, walk around in, while it doesn't burn up the seed. It just it just burns all the chaff and the, the plant itself and leaves the seed out there. So i going to try that. Uh, hopefully the if I can get it done. And then plow some strips if you, if you have a dove field and you're, you want to improve it just a little bit, plow a few strips, turn a little new dirt, and uh, you'll be amazed at, at the results. It just it gives those birds something new to look at, especially if you do it, you know, week four season open. So maybe Monday, Tuesday, just turn a strip or two of dirt through your dove field, and, and it's an amazing thing. Just make it make it smooth enough where they can walk through. You know, don't run that disc hair through there and bleed the big clods and all. It doesn't do you a bit of good. Uh, general dove hunting guidelines, rules to being a good guest or, or to being a, a good a good participant on the dove field. And this is a Mossy Oak story from last week. Uh, Ten dove hunting etiquette tips to keep on your mind. Number one, don't race to the field and hog those best spots. Make sure the older shooters have access to shade first. If the birds are flying, hopefully everyone will get some shooting. If not, make sure to rotate spots. And this is, you know, a lot of spots, a lot of fields you go to, you have assigned spots. This is more public field things. But, yeah. Make sure that, you know, if, if you're in a hot spot, uh, you know, invite somebody anywhere else to, to join you. It's, uh, you might make a friend. Try not to cam- try to camouflage your spot the best you can to keep fl- flaring birds that are entering the field. Uh, that's one of those big ones. Don't move a whole lot. It does pick up a movement. And, and, and don't wear a white t-shirt on the field or a solid color. Camouflage always works. Do not shoot low birds. That's a cardinal sin. Uh, Help to warn others and holler low bird to the other shooters. I and mean, when a bird comes in, a lot of them will come in, they'll drop down right on the deck and just scoot across the field. Yeah, don't shoot, you don't ever shoot below the tree line. You can see green past your muzzle, you're too low. You need to see skylight. Space yourself safely away from the next hunter. 
That's just to keep from shooting each other or each other's birds. Make sure you don't kill birds that fall into areas where they can't be retrieved. That's where a, a dog really comes in handy. Um, but, it, you know, it could be a, a, a shot coming at you that falls behind you and some stuff you can't get into. Pick your shots. Pick up your empty shells and trash. It's always a big one. You know, it's almost a almost a leave no trace thing. You know, leave your footprints and nothing else and take away your pictures. Uh, obey the game laws. Remember, the Department of Natural Resources will be out there enforcing laws on opening day. Know the times you can shoot. Know your limits. 15, if you're on a, a WMA field, they limit you to 50 shells. you got to be off by 6 o'clock, I think. Obey the game laws. If you kill your limit, move out so someone else who hasn't had as much shooting as you have can have some action. It's always just a, a friendly thing to do. Alert the hunters. This is always one that's fun. If you want to have fun on a dove field, alert other hunters next to you as birds approach and ask them to do the same. And this is really this really comes into play when you're looking across the field. Because the guy sitting on the other side of the field, he can't see what's coming from behind him. You can. He can't. Not until the bird gets out in front of him, casts a shadow or, or something, somebody yells at him. Uh, but if you do that for that guy, he could do it for you. And it makes it a whole lot better. It just, and it's fun. It's a, it's the camaraderie you get off a of dove field. Uh, and the last one, whether you're on your own, a, uh, a DNR field or not, don't burn the field. Get off, like I said, 6, 6.30, quit shooting, get off the field, let the remaining birds come in and feed. Uh, you'll keep the birds around longer, which means you can shoot another Monday or a Saturday or something later in the season. And uh, it's just just a right thing to do conservation-wise. So uh, looking forward to dove season. Hope you're gonna if you got an opportunity to shoot, have a good time. Be safe. Be careful, but have a good time. A lot of them have cookouts before, or after, and uh, nothing wrong with bacon wrapped dove breast. Anyway, hang on. We're going to talk to uh, Jackie McGinnis from the Every, Everything Outdoor Fest next. So, uh, back more on Woods and Water. Ah, uh, yeah. You got to hang in there long enough to get that uh, that Uncle Ted guitar coming. Those are the Yankees. Can't say that word on the air. Might get censored for it. Uh, but, uh, welcome back to the show. And, uh, as promised, we're having a, we got an update on the Everything Out Force, Everything Outdoor Fest, uh, with Jackie McGinnis, JBM and Associates. Jackie, um, good afternoon. Well, here I am. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah, really, really. Uh, <laughs> but we're talking about the Everything Outdoor Fest, which is coming in the Simpsonville, November, first weekend of November. Um, How's it looking, Jackie? I mean, first year shows are always tough, I'm sure. Uh, but but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Super excited about all the cool things we have planned already. Yes, we've got some new things since okay. we've last talked. Well, let's let's, um, let's just go back before we get on the new stuff. Okay. What okay. what weekend is coming to the historic Hopkins Farm? What are the November fourth through sixth? Okay. In Simpsonville, right? And it's super close to Greenville. It's so easy to get to. People yeah. have no idea. It's right there. And it's and, a uh, really cool venue. I got to go down there the other day. And yes, you did. Yes, Taylor and I, I went down there and and kind of went around the, the lake area and all and out there where the vendors are going to be. And it's it's just a really, of course, being outside is, is 
a gift in and of itself. Being outside with a bunch of other outdoor people is going to be that just that much more fun. So it's a really yeah. cool venue, and I can vouch for that. Right, and that's exactly what we needed when we came up with the concept. You know, it was two years ago when all the everything was shut down, <laughs> right. and we realized that. You know, I start to see the boom in the uh, the boating industry because I'm a boat show producer right. mostly, and um, then the RV world, and then the cycling world, and hiking, and every I mean everything. And so this is something that was just born from from that the, the love of being outdoors and seeing yeah. really the the natural resources in our own backyard. And what I really wanted it, what I wanted to do was have it highly experiential where people could come, whether they have any experience doing any of this stuff or not, and they could actually learn. Right. And they can try things and they can get, decide if they're going to want to do it again or not, you know, and they can just learn a little bit. And, and that's really what it's all about is, uh, you know the experience, yeah. right? Not it's, this is not where you're not putting this on for somebody to come out at nine o'clock in the morning and leave at eleven. Yeah, no. Yeah, people are going to want to come back probably the next day. That's why it's a three day event because okay. I have a feeling we're going to see people for three days in a row well, because there's all sorts of things that they can do and it's right. very friendly and it's you know what I loved about Hopkins Farm is when when I thought about what we wanted to do i wanted to have a body of water and i wanted to have trails and i wanted to have large fields and because i wanted to have exhibitors and i wanted to have places where people could demo bikes and and do all sorts of fun things so this farm is the perfect location and um we also wanted to make it dog friendly because we're bringing in the dock dogs which is you know the the dog competition and they it's aquatic competition and so we we found the perfect location and now uh over the past two years we've been really kind of thinking through what what people want to experience and we've been we've been finding the right fit so yeah so we've got uh the hoka trail experience which is a new thing okay with run-in um and that is um on saturday morning before the show opens it's at 9 a.m and it's a two or a four mile trail run huh. to get the weekend started and it's free with admission to the the event so you know the event's so reasonable it's 10 bucks for adults and then it's you know 8 bucks for i think military and seniors and cheaper for kids under and, 12 and 25 so, for the whole weekend yeah so you can't you can't do anything for that not anymore, anymore. <laughs> no and um that's for sure you can't even get lunch for for that uh, but um geez. and then we've got this ultimate race course too which is an obstacle course for for dogs and um that's sponsored by uh noble dog hotel which is really cool and they're going to give out some dog bandanas uh too okay about first maybe 500 people who come to the event so that's super cool and we've got oh i'm so excited about this chef steve corso who is a classically trained chef turned outdoor cooking expert yes and he's going to teach how to prepare fast easy and uh really yummy outdoor meals um and so he's he's going to be coming um and that's going to be just like I, I've seen some of the stuff he's doing, and yeah. I mean it looks it looks so good. And, and um, any and when you've been and look, folks, and a lot of people, 
when you spend a weekend at a campground or something like that, or you've been out all day trout fishing, you come back into camp, really doesn't matter what kind of food it is, you're hungry, but it just seems like something cooked outdoors in a camping environment tastes a whole lot better than it does when you bring it and do it at home. I don't know how <laughs> that sure. don't know how that works, but that's just been my experience. Yes, well, you're so hungry, but <laughs> yeah. he's got some beautiful, and and I think he cooks with only I don't know if it's ten yeah. or less ingredients or five or less. I can't remember, but but I'm excited to really excited to meet him, and uh, and then we've got introduction to fly casting oh. with Mountain Bridge Trout oh. Unlimited, which is going to be popular. Did you and, uh, did you know? It, speaking of trout fishing and and fly casting, all do you know that cancer patients that fly fishing is one of the the huge ways that cancer cancer patients recover from surgery. No. Yeah. Casting for recovery. It's a women's. It it, it it goes both ways, but for women who have breast cancer and surgery and all that, there's something about the rhythmic motion of fly fishing that is so therapeutic that there's actually a casting for recovery group out there, and they have fly fishing trips all over the place for recovering cancer survivors because fly fishing is such a great exercise for cancer survivors. Now, now you know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I know just being out in the outdoors is it's therapeutic enough. And yes. It sure is, and we yep. learned that during the pandemic, and, and that's really the reason this came to be, you know, yep. this Everything Outdoor Fest, because we all wanted to connect with with our family and friends in a safe way and and you know outside of where you could go that's right it's amazing so here we are um i'm learning so much while we're producing this event i'm learning about such interesting people and you know so many cool things that i had no idea existed yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so another thing that you may want to talk about is Uh what water south carolina doing with Taylor Metz and yeah. Roger Metz, yeah. you know, we, uh, what are you going to talk about? You, you twisted our arms and told us <laughs> we couldn't come unless we did something. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, so Taylor is it's going to be both of us just because we, we share so much and we, we know so much about each other. But Taylor's essentially going to do something with uh, girls in the outdoors. I mean, it is a growing, the percentage of women in the outdoors is, is growing leap. Over, you know, exponentially, especially right. in the pandemic, it is something that's a trend that's kept up. Whether they're outdoor hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, whatever, moms taking kids outdoors or whatever, because dads are busy. Uh, so, and she's got some experience. Look, we're not experts; we have life experience. So she's right. going to talk about her life experiences as a girl in the outdoors, and is going to have some some pretty cool information. I think that a lot of people will be able to to put to use. Uh, and then we're going to do together. We're going to do one that's how to get there. You know, we get questions about, you know, I walk by and I want to get, I want to get outdoors fishing or I want to get out there camping or, or whatever. But how do I get there? Where do I start? And there's just, there's a ton of organizations and ways to get started. So we're going to do a little seminar about that. And, uh, we're both of us looking forward to it. We really are. Well, and Roger, what's cool is, I don't know about you, but I love people's personal stories, and I love, I really do. I, there's nothing like it. I, I could talk for hours to people who, who, have, who have experiences that I've never had. Sure. So I'm hoping we can find some, some folks who travel in their RVs who can hang out there and tell yeah. stories 
as well because I find that fascinating, that whole lifestyle. And, and stories um, are a cheap way to learn. Yes. I mean, learning yeah. by experience is one thing. Learning because you heard a story from somebody else is is a lot of fun, but it's also an inexpensive way to learn without making all the mistakes that other people made. That's right. Exactly. And that's really the, a big part of uh, why we wanted to create this event, too, because I just love the educational aspect mm-hmm. of this. I, I get intimidated by trying new things often, and then, I'm, and then I think, what the heck am I worried about? Let's just get out there yeah. and try it. Right, yeah, and but, but I don't think I'm alone with that. Oh no, you're not. You're not. So you know, we've got um, some other things that are really cool. Okay. Um, bike clinics sponsored by Rocket Revolution. So bike clinics, you know, will be re- really interesting because they'll teach you how to change a flat tire. Which, I mean, I don't know how to do that, and I live on Paris Mountain. I should know how to do this. Right? <laughs> um, you know, not that I get on my bike that often. Although, sure, but, yeah. But, you know, in washing a bike, as simple as that, you know, there's yeah. got to be certain things. Um, they're going to do choosing a gravel bike. Apparently, this gravel bike racing has become a huge deal. And so there's certain, ty- certain types of bikes. They sure. Can gravel moves. Yeah. And then um, they're talking about prepping for races and, you know, probably all the things you're supposed to in- put in your body before a race and right. what not to and, and things that you- you're supposed to get some good sleep, et cetera. So. Nope. Excited about those. Okay. Uh, and then got about a got minute. About a minute yoga. left. Okay, we've got <laughs> yoga. Every you know, yoga classes. Okay. We've got oh archery. Yes. And mountain biking, biking. with REI and uh, paddle boarding with REI co-op experiences as well and kayaking. Yep. And then of course bass fishing, kayaking. Um, I think he's coming on Sunday. Queen City kayak. With Vinnie Ferrari. Yep. Yep. And um, bicycle wheel building with Boyd Cycling. And we've got kids' fishing clinics where every kid who comes gets a free ride and reel. There you go. Really, really cool. We've got the Girl Scouts coming and doing scavenger hunts with really cool prizes. And we've got music sponsored by Greenville Water, a music stage all weekend long. Oh, we've got the SCDNR Heritage. Yeah. And Shame trailers. That the, that's the new one, the Wall of Shame trailers, which we can talk about. Next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've got all sorts of other fun things. It's a it's a three days of everything outdoors. It's going to be so much fun. And it's a work in process, folks. There's yeah, a, we're there's looking stuff. for exhibitors. Too. Yeah. we have a whole exhibitor village. Yep. The cool outdoor products and services. So if you want to get in front of thousands of people, this is the place to be because you know they're. People are always looking for gear and, and goods. That's so, it. Yep. Everything Outdoor Fest, everythingoutdoorfest.com. Jackie, That's thanks it. for coming on. Folks, Thank hang you. on. We'll go to the break. Back more Woods and Water South on the other side. Hang on. And welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Well, how, seriously, they're trying to make this everything outdoor fest. Then it's the first year. It's always rocky on the first year of a lot of these things. Um, I think the idea is great. I think it'll grow. Is it if we can just get through this first year? First year looks good. It could always be better. And uh, working on some fishing things now to make it better. But uh, you know, put it on your calendar. I know it's leaf season. Apple picking season, uh, 
yeah, it'll be after picking season two. But uh, put it on. Go ahead and put it on your calendar. Get your family. Bring your family. Come as a group, you know. Kids and dogs and you know, a couple families, friends, maybe your parents. I don't know. Uh, come out and enjoy it. It uh, it's going to be fun. Whatever whatever it ends up being, it will be fun. And uh, hoping it'll grow from from this year to next year and and on in the future. I hope it'll be something we can do uh, a lot. Uh, let's see. Um, a bit, like I said, Taylor's not with me, so I'm kind of running running freehand here. Got a calendar of events, so I'm going to go ahead and go through this. Uh, no, I want to do this. This this is, you know, I talked about dove season earlier. It, it, growing up in rural South Carolina, whether you bird hunted, which is what we started out quail hunting, I mean, dove season was always there. We squirrel hunted. We did a little rabbit hunting. Uh, you know, no turkeys because there weren't any turkeys back then, no deer because there weren't many deer around. And then deer came in, and we started deer hunting. And, and all, but the outdoors, it's it, it's, it's not just a... It's not just a place you go or something you do. It it is a way of life. It's it's ingrained in us. You you things you do in in your in real life, you can trace decision making back to the outdoors, you know, and what you do in the outdoors and and it shapes you as a person. I'm convinced that taking somebody outside and and teaching them how to be a conservationist and respecting wildlife, respecting other people, other hunters, non-hunters. You know, on, on public lands, you've got other people, other users, the hikers, the bikers, the dog walkers. I mean, they're, we're all out there to enjoy the outdoors, and we can all do it together. Uh, we have to work together to do that, though. And uh, But if you've never hunted, if you've never been fishing or or uh or something it's 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 so much more than just a pastime or something you do uh because season's in or something it's something you you long for all year long whether it's whether you just went yesterday or you can't go for another 6 or 8 months it's and and, and I, <laughs> I have these little videos that I like to play every once in a while and I'm going to do that cuz Taylor's not here and you don't want to listen to me talk all the time but uh, this one was put out by the Teddy Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. And it just, man, it talked about music talking to you and, and pictures being worth a thousand words. Together we can wake the woods. If you want to go on YouTube and watch it, uh, it's an even better video than it is a, a radio ad. But, uh, hang on and listen to this one for a little bit. It's just, it's just, it's just good stuff. Silence is stealth. Focus. The quiet lures us deeper into the outdoors. But when it comes to some things, we can't afford to be silent. That's why the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership exists. To unite like-minded organizations and amplify tens of thousands of individual voices from across the hunting and fishing community. Together, we create a crescendo of support for the conservation solutions that will help guarantee all Americans quality places to hunt and fish.
We bring the authentic voice of hunters and anglers to our national decision makers, speaking up for the places where quiet moments help to reveal the possibilities in the natural world around us. And with your support, we'll take action to safeguard the bedrock conservation laws, programs, and funding sources that make our outdoor lives possible. From the badlands to the bayou, from iconic public lands to the farms and ranches of the heartland, and from the sagebrush step to the capital steps. We know that the future of hunting and fishing isn't about these activities alone. It's about family around the dinner table, working toward your personal best, and a centuries-old tradition made new. It's about jaws, bonds, blisters, bragging rights, and our way of life. Production of the Teddy Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. It, it's together we wake the woods. We can wake the woods on YouTube, and it, it, and we would love. Hey, that <laughs> turn the volume up, and then people start messaging me and emails coming in and stuff like that. Um, if you've never experienced the outdoors like that, hunting, fishing, I know that camping, hiking is just as good. I mean, it's it's outdoors. It's therapeutic. It's it's environmental is conservation but if you've never in, involved yourself in hunting and fishing seasons are here there are tons of organizations out there that'll help you get out there figure out if it's for you help you go on that first hunt mentor you uh and and let you decide whether it's something that's that you can be a part of um it's under attack both the fishing side you know we got this red snapper um ban proposed proposed speed limits Offshore, we've got a Republican House member in Georgia who has introduced a bill to strip uh, the excise tax and essentially defund Pittman-Robertson, which has funded so many, so many conservation restoration efforts across this country. Uh, you know, yes, because hunters have funded it and fishermen have funded it on the, the uh, on their side. But we all enjoy it, and we we'd love for you to be part of it. And uh, I don't I don't think uh, we come on here every week and and we talk about all this stuff and we hope it's interesting. But we hope more than anything we inspire you to get involved, uh, to try it on, so to speak. You never know what'll fit, either you or your kids. Just because you did it doesn't mean they won't enjoy it. So I love, I love doing these things every once in a while. I got one more, which I may save till next week because I do have a calendar events and I got some other things to get to. And speaking of the calendar, I'm going to start. I won't get through it all, but we'll get part of the way and then we'll finish it up next, uh, 
next uh, thing. But it's brought to you by Capital City Lake Murray Country, um, Jewel of South Con, which is Lake Murray. Uh, it's there's a month. Keep America Fishing is a month long online fishing tournament it begins September the first, concludes Friday September thirtieth. Um, presented by Johnson Outdoors, the tournament features both fresh and saltwater categories, a variety of species that you can catch. Um, sign your team up, invite your customers and colleagues to register for the tournament today. Proceeds from the tournament directly support ASAs. Uh, get out there, keep America fishing programs. And uh, you can find more of this at the American Sport Fishing Association. Uh, warm up for clays. There we go. Warm up for dove season on the September the second at the Clinton House in Lawrence, South Carolina. It's a charity shoot for Battle Buddies. Uh, you've got some registration fees, whether you're a team or individual. It's presented by North American Rescue, which is a huge um, company based right here in Greenville, South Carolina, right off 85. They're doing raffles and mulligans and. And golf cart, lunch, and it's 14 stations, and yeah, www.charityshootbattlebuddies.com to register. And, uh, the Clinton House probably has some on their website too. The women of Artemis, South Carolina are getting in a clay day event too. Uh, and it, it's funny because this one's not going to open until the 28th, which is what? Tomorrow? The registration? going to open the shoot takes place September 3rd they're going to do it uh, gosh it doesn't say where they're going to do it it's a DNR oh gosh oh Eastover South Carolina okay so it's a private private facility over in Eastover South Carolina September 3rd that's right uh, registration opens the 28th and uh, you can get in on this starting tomorrow at 3 o'clock Artemis South Carolina, which is a women's group. So, and then we got some more news coming up on dove hunts. Uh, got some other things, some fishing tournaments. So, hang on. We uh, back on the other side. More woods and water, South Carolina. Take you out with a little bit of music. Rico Casey. You remember his videos? It might be this one where he's flying. Or he's the he's the the face on the fly. <laughs> what a weird looking dude. I mean, between him and Billy Idol, I mean, he either got like okay, he's weird, and Billy Idol is like really scary. So <laughs> musicians, they're a funny bunch. Uh, continuing on with the calendar events brought to you by Capital City Lake Murray Country Special Youth Dove Hunts. Not too late to get in on these. Uh, I think Taylor may have talked about them last time. I'm not quite sure she's not here for me to ask. But I saw this, and I'm like, if we didn't get through this, need to. Uh, Abbeville County's got one at the U.S. Forest Service Power Partnerships Field on the 3rd. Charleston County's got one at Botany Bay Plantation. Oconee County's got one at Long Creek Wildlife Management Area. Sumter County's got one at the Manchester State Forest near Wedgefield. It's the Bland Track Field, number one. Union County's got one at Sedalia. That's a U.S. Forest Service field. And York County's got one at Draper on the 3rd. So, I mean, and normally these youth fields are some of the best ones you'll ever see. Uh, 
you have to have someone 21 years older with you. They can bring you one or two youths 15 years of age and younger. You 16 and 17 may participate in the hunt with or without an accompanying adult. Remember, you got to have the appropriate licenses. Uh, the adult must may not remain on the field and closely supervise the youth. Only one youth shoot, shooter may be handling a floated firearm at any given time, so you have to take turns shooting birds if you got two kids with you. Adults are not allowed to shoot. Bag limits 15 birds per participant, uh, and you need to keep those birds separate. In other words, if you're, if you're hunting with two two kids or whatever, you need to have they need to have their own. And I always take a bag or a cooler to put my birds in to keep the fire ants from getting them. Um, but you need to keep those things separate so you know which who's got what, and you're not mixing limits. Pre-registration is no longer required, but you, there are phone numbers to call. If you go to the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, look up hunting, uh, dove hunts, and special youth hunts. You can find more information there. And going on this, going on next weekend is the Winya Bay uh, in Georgetown is the Bassmaster College National Championship. So you can probably keep up with some of that on on. Uh, and if you're in the area, go out and look. I mean, those college guys, they are good. They are good. Look at some of the the bright. Faces on bass and some that you're going to see on Major League Fishing here in the next year or so. It's coming. But that's just something else that's going on out there. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources, and this is more for you on the coastal region, but a lot of people here in the upstate are interested in this because it's they're going to be discussing uh, the deer population, deer hunting on the Francis Marion National Forest. A lot of people say that, you know, that has deteriorated so much over the past few years because of the Forest Service and the way they conduct those springtime burns, uh, especially hammering turkey populations, which are ground nesters. Fawns are dropped in the ground, you know, in the springtime, and they're burning those huge blocks of land down there, aerial ignition with a helicopter. Uh, so they're going to have a, a big meeting held on September the 8th at 6.30 p.m. in the Santee Cooper Auditorium at One Rose Riverwood Drive in Monk's Corner. It's a public meeting to discuss that. They ask that you only come to discuss deer hunting. Uh, I, I suppose within deer hunting there is a possibility you could talk about some predator control on the National Forest. But, yeah, you want to make this one. And, uh, and, and in, in the same vein, on September the 14th, don't forget, if you're interested in, in attending the North Lake Fisheries Management Council, public hearing on the bottom closures and uh, all that. That's September 14th at 4 o'clock at 2008 Savannah Highway. It's the Country Inn and Suites. South Fork of the Edistow River Canoe Kayak River Trip is Saturday, September the 10th. If you know the landing where the August Paddle ended, go directly there. If not, meet at Brabham. So 8.30 a.m., meet at Brabham Landing. Then you'll drive to the private landing. 8.45 is down to the river to pray, a devotional. 9 a.m., be at the private landing and ready to shuttle. The private landing is where the August trip ended. This one is a nine-and-a-half-mile paddle that will take four to six hours. Free shuttle service uh, will be there. Donation accepted. If you want to help with the rental, with the shuttle service, they recommend $10. You need to bring your gear and boat. Life jacket and whistle are required by law, and you can get a hold of the Coke Kayak Company if you need to rent a boat. And you can also get a hold of... Uh, Marmal State Park or the Edisto Birdhouse Refuges near Branchville if you want to go camping. And uh, each paddle accepts the fact that there is an assumption of risk when you paddle. 
That's uh like uh Robert Rourke's famous one. Reasonable Ah oh, shoot. I forgot it. Reasonable uh, <laughs> it's reasonable something when it comes to lion hunting. Yeah. It was it was one of my favorites. Let's see. Oh, there's a backside to this DNR thing. Okay, so DNR is going to present available data, uh, option for future ref regulation changes that may help increase the deer population in the national forest. And, and none of that would happen until 2023. So yeah, they, due to the time restrictions and complexity of the issue, uh, keep it to deer and deer hunting. And, uh, and go have a voice. The eighth annual Warriors and Veterans Dove Hunt is going to take place. Uh, who's it for? It's, it's presented by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Charleston District, and the Department of Natural Resources. It's who? It's you. It's Wounded Warriors, Veterans, and Active Duty Military. What? It's the 8th Annual Warriors and Veterans Dove Hunt. When? is Saturday, the, September the 10th, from 1400 to 1700. See, that tripped me up. It's military time. You know, that's like, what, 2 o'clock to uh, 5 o'clock. Where is the Cooper River Rediversion Project, which is Canal Wildlife Management Area in St. Stephen's, South Carolina? Special instructions. Each hunter should bring their own gun and a max of 50 shells. Lead shot, okay. Uh, shotguns plugged for more than, no more than three shells. Yeah, don't forget that one. Along with your license and your hip permit. You know, your migratory hip permit. Gotta have all that. Lead shot only, and remember, guns gotta be, uh, two in the magazine, one in the chamber. Can't take another one in the magazine. All participants must hold a valid South Carolina hunting license, a wildlife management permit, and the migratory bird permit, which is free. SCD and our law enforcement will be on site to help. Uh, participants should bring snacks. There will be free water on site. It's an hour north of Charleston off Highway 52. Canceled in advance if rain is imminent because the birds don't fly. If you experience COVID-like symptoms, stay home. Uh, you can contact Jesse Helton at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers uh, if you're interested in participating. And it's jesse.s.helton at usace.army.mil. And uh, you can find out more information on the uh, Army Corps of Engineers website. That's always a good one. I've heard about this one. That it's one of the ones, if you can go to it, uh, it's one you don't want to miss. And that was going to lead me to somewhere else. Oh, shoot. Um, ah, there's something to do with dove hunting, and now I can't remember what it was. Ugh, I hate when my mind just leaves me like this. Um, anyway, I can't remember what it is. Sorry about that. You'll have to, have to, uh, I have to pick it up when I remember it. Maybe I'll write it down next time. I was going to talk about this, and, uh, well, let's do this. The 2022 waterfowl surveys are in. Uh, Mallards, uh, they're using 2019 as a base year, and these are the 22 water, 2022 waterfowl surveys. Mallards are down 23% from 2019, but the long-term average are only down 9%. Gadwalls are down, are down 18%, but still up 30 over the long-time average. Uh, Widgeon down 25% still and still down 19% on the long term. Green wing teal no change on the long term, but down 32%. Blue wing teal up 19%. They're still 
27% above the national average on the long-term average. Shovelers, which is really pretty duck, uh, even though they just got that big old bill out there, down 17% but still 15 above. Pintails, down 21%, which means they're 54% down from the long-term average, and that's not good. Um, God, what a beautiful bird. Redheads are up 35, which is over 19, which is 36% above the long-term average. Canvasbacks staying steady. They're down 10%, but only 1% below the LTA. And uh, Sculp, still no change from 2019, essentially, but still down almost 30%. So, coming in, it, 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 you know, duck season is going to be here before you know it, too. And, uh, oh, man, I... I love dove hunt, duck hunting. I wish I could, uh, wish I had the place and the time to go where we used to go. Uh, it was, uh, that's the way it goes. Things are always changing. Um, if you haven't renewed your license for this year, if you got your deer tags, you got deer tags. If you had a, uh, an active license as of August 15th, but if you're like me, you renewed every year right before dove season. So if you're going to renew, you need to renew quickly. Uh, and the app is great. I renewed mine on my phone through the app, and it was flawless. Um, you know, had to log in. It automatically pulls up what you already registered for, whether that's sportsman's license or county hunting license or whatever. Uh, I went in and picked out a few more things. So I, I backed out of that one. And went just to the general license, what's available, and uh, added a few things that I wanted to add this year, along with the subscription to the South Carolina Wildlife, which is one of the one of the neatest magazines out. Totally about South Carolina, some great photography in it, and usually some pretty good articles too. Sometimes some special stuff. So, anyway, if you need to do that, do that. Uh, oh, and there's a really cool thing that we're going to talk about on one of these shows. That uh, Waymaker off-road wheelchairs, and there's a gentleman here in South Carolina who has uh, who has formed a 501c3. He was in a hunting accident, and he formed a 501c3 because he was paralyzed. He has since recovered, uh, I believe, the capability of walking. I need to talk to him a little bit more. But uh, he, you, these wheelchairs—they're the big ones that look like uh, bulldozer tracks that you can reserve for no cost and they deliver them. So we're going to we're going to have some more on that coming up. And uh but yeah, Waymaker offer wheelchairs just a really cool idea. Something that some of you might could get behind supporting. They are 501c3. All right, so we survived without Taylor. Hopefully she'll be back next week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, found something that was interesting. Uh as always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads. Don't forget the camera. Be safe in dove season. We'll see you back here next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.